Hey, Molly here to confirm that, yes, the rumors are true. We're on Patreon. With your monthly membership, you'll get access to a bonus episode, as well as access to Patreon-only polls and posts about the info that we didn't have time for in the regular episodes. Hope to see you there. Bye-bye. Hi, everyone. I'm here to tell you about L.A. Not So Confidential, the forensic psychology and true crime podcast brought to you by me, Dr. Shiloh, and this guy. Hi, I'm her bestie and co-host, Dr. Scott. She was a cop and I was a Hollywood casting director. Now we're both forensic psychologists working in Los Angeles. We met while doing our internships working with sex offenders. I know, right? Twice a month, we bring you a classic or contemporary true crime story while applying real psychological concepts and dishing about entertainment's representations of those crimes. Subscribe now to L.A. Not So Confidential wherever you get your podcasts. True crime, psychology, and snark. Trust us. We're doctors. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. What do yeah. I, I don't, I've never, I, you, no. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah, that really oh, hey. kind of grosses me out. That was so organic. Thank you. Hi, I'm Molly, and I'm running a sting designed to catch 30-year-old women who post thirst straps on Instagram that ensnare SoundCloud rappers. Katie, why don't you have a seat? Hi, I'm Katie, and yeah, that's me. (laughs) Today, Katie, what are we doing? To catch a predator, Chris Hansen. Who's in the hot seat? Chris Hansen. The hottest seat. We did an episode a few episodes back about Onision, a weird YouTuber (laughs) who's facing a lot of, uh, uh, who's uh, stirred up a lot of fury on the internet over his very strange interactions with fans, underage fans. And uh, we mentioned that Chris Hansen was on the case and had sort of revitalized his flagging career uh, by hitching his wagon to Onision's weird, weird train. <laughs> so we, uh, we're we going to talk about the history of To Catch a Predator and the criticisms of it and why it has such a, to this day, such a, a massive fan base. I love Massive and enthusiastic fan base, of which Katie and I are uh, apart. We're fans. Sorry. Apologies in advance. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, but before we got started, I wanted to say thank you to the 13 people who have joined our Patreon. Yeah. And uh, if you want to join the Patreon, it's uh, $4 and you get an extra episode every month. Uh, if you don't feel like doing that but want to support us, um, sorry I said it like that. If you want to leave a review on iTunes, that would be simply uh, splendid. I'm sorry, she's, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry had, she speaks this way. <laughs> we had a long uh, night last night, just full disclosure. Be glad you can't see us right now. Katie's drinking I look Diet Coke and iced coffee simultaneously. Two straws. And she's calling it kombucha. <laughs> it's so stupid. Fermented. <laughs> Yuck. So, uh, To Catch a Predator ran from 2004 to 2007. Not as long as I thought. Okay, so the reason why, or maybe 2008, I think it was petering out in 2008, but the reason why you think 
it went on longer is because then in 2015, uh, he had a Kickstarter. Chris Hansen started a mm. Kickstarter campaign, which um, j- d- collected $90,000 from, I think, around 1,200 donors. And uh, that, and with that money, they made a new series uh, that got sold to a channel called True Crime Watch, which shows up on a YouTube channel called Crime Watch Daily. Mm. So that's where those episodes went. And now he had uh, he had a YouTube show called Hanson versus Predator, which got off to a bit of a bumpy start, sure. which we'll talk about. And now it's just him and talking about Onision, which is a trending topic on YouTube, and that's an okay <laughs> way to make a living. <laughs> Who are we to judge? Yeah, oh, God. Um, so, what, Katie, uh, why do we love these shows? Because people— Yeah. Because, okay, I also want to talk about the fact that this—he's uh, inspired all these vigilante spinoffs. So people on their own, uh, there are all these YouTube channels, yeah. there are all these groups. And sometimes they have YouTube channels, sometimes they just have Facebook pages. But they basically run the same kind of sting operations where someone—for those of you who haven't seen To Catch a Predator, yeah. someone's pretending to be an underage person. They say, I'm 13, I'm 12, but it's really an adult— and then they uh, go over. into chat rooms, yeah. and they uh, and they they're talking to perverted adults, and then they uh, convince the adults to meet them somewhere, and then they say, "Gotcha, I'm an adult. I'm an adult, <laughs> and you're in trouble." Yeah. So it's inspired all of these <laughs> spinoffs that are of questionable merit to yeah. uh, law enforcement. So why 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 do you think that people love the love that kind of content so much? Because I was thinking we like, like watching pervs get their dues. Get their dues. I was thinking like I won't watch shows like Hoarders or My Six Hundred Pound. Oh Life. yeah, those it's are just hard. Misery is entertainment. Yeah. And it's it's oh hey did you know how sad people can be? Because that's sad. It's Whereas really sad. pervs. It's like. Sorry to call them pervs. I think that's the proper well, that, nomenclature. That's, that's fine. Yeah. Um, we want them to get got. Right. So it's like kind of exciting. And I think this is, uh, I wanted to also throw this out there. Throw it. Uh, that I think that there, it's unfortunately a pretty common experience. And I've always suspected, I have no way of knowing this. Right. But I think that part of the enthusiasm or the most enthusiastic people are maybe people who have had something similar happen to them. I was oh, right. I looked it up. Um, one from this is from the uh, from Rain, the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network. Uh-huh. One in nine girls and one in fifty three boys under the age of eighteen experience sexual abuse or assault at the hands of a, of an adult. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I think like I was Let on Reddit, up. like looking at all these groups, and mm-hmm. uh, I think that 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 uh, you know, again, just a guess. But no, I, I think, think that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, people. Uh, so there is this one. I wanted to talk about one vigilante in particular named Justin Payne, who's covered in a Vice documentary. I believe it came out in 2015 called The Age of Consent. And Vice describes it as it's uh, as to catch a predator meets jackass. <laughs> <laughs> and it's I think the jackass is just because Justin is a classic Justin where he has like this uh, like tribal tattoo and then he always wears dirty tank tops. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're not dirty, but they seem dirty. They look dirty, dirty yeah. <laughs> it feels dirty in a backwards baseball cap. And then he talks on the phone in a voice like this. To be a, a little girl. To be a little boy. Oh. And, um, <laughs> and Sorry. Then, and then he'll, he he uses pictures of, like, his friends' kids to learn. Well, well, that's not great. Well, they agreed. Oh. The parents the, the, agreed. The kids? <laughs> well, well, uh, interesting. 
Katie's a lawyer. Um, Katie's a- Consent. Yeah. Gavel, gavel. And then his show is just him showing up and saying, (laughs) yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, and then he films it and he puts it online. And so obviously, you know, I don't know, I don't know any specific case, but it's like now this person's life is um, going to- uh, Be ruined? Maybe ruined. Maybe just- Altered uh, heavily. Altered heavily, yeah. Well, then do they go to jail? No. Oh. <laughs> so in this 2015 Vice article about the documentary, um, they mentioned that he's there have been no uh, convictions for oh his efforts. God. Authorities, police departments do not want you to do this. No, no they don't. No one's asking you to do this. Because yeah. I feel like that's really hard to hold up in a court of law. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. Right? So in this article, they say, like, hey, Justin, do you think that it doesn't matter that no one's been convicted right. based on your efforts? And then he says, uh, people are happy when people like me come out because there are no rules. And the next paragraph says, but there are rules. <laughs> <laughs> says but there were rules. <laughs> says, says Detective Sergeant Kim Gross with Toronto, <laughs> Toronto Police, he's in Canada, with Toronto Police's Child Exploitation Unit, who argues that someone without training might screw up the evidence gathering process. Yeah, 100%. That would be needed to charge uh, in cases like uh, luring. And also, uh, they also talk about in this article, this detective mentioned how, hey, um, now this person knows how this works. Like, you've yeah. given away the technique that— You've uh, given away the secret. The secret. Um, and then she says, uh, what if he's scaring them away to the point that we never capture them? Oh, but wouldn't Catch a Predator have done that already? Scared people? What do you mean? How like, many it's the people, same tactic. Okay, do you know what I mean? How many people show up on To Catch a Predator— A lot. And say, and don't and know they who say, he is. This can't—you're right. Yeah. Okay, good point. It is surprising. It's to me it is. But like I feel like word. if you're just a perv, maybe you're not watching television. Yeah, you're watching SpongeBob. <laughs> trying to get inside people's <laughs> minds. The minds of children. The minds of kids. Ugh. It's not good. I wanted to t- so what do you what do you <laughs> I hate myself. Um We're having a hard day. What okay. Yes. I'm just going to flip over all the cards. Please. You told me that you have a story. I do. That ties in to all I, this. Before we get into that, do. I want to briefly talk about the episode <laughs> To Catch a Predator that I love so much. I oh. made your sleepover guests watch it this morning. <laughs> Upon waking, this is the first thing that they yeah. had to consume, was my favorite episode of To Catch a Predator. If you go on Reddit and like to like the Hanson fan Reddit subreddits, yes. they taught everyone, <laughs> they'll like rank predators <laughs> like in those tier lists. Their favorite, that are yeah. Now. Like the, and I'm, I tried to like understand like <laughs> what are they ranking them based on, yeah. and I think it's just like whoever's the funniest. Yeah, like the most ridiculous. So I don't understand why Jeff Sokol wasn't on top of and this he's list. He pizza? is the pizza. <laughs> so my favorite episode of To Catch a Predator. This guy comes in and he oh, yeah. immediately goes to hug the decoy that they have. Yeah, who's like and it's the decoy is is always a theater student who's being paid handsomely. To, uh, and of it, and they're of age. They're, yeah. yeah, they're usually eighteen or nineteen. But look young. But look young. But usually, I've seen, or not usually, I've seen a couple episodes yeah. where the pervert comes in and looks at them and, and is, is like, clearly disappointed. Like you're not young. Yeah, I mean, they look older to me. They don't look like full blown children. No, because they're not. Because they're not. 
And I, for one, am glad okay. <laughs> they're not casting actual children God, no, in these you roles. Can't. You must. So mustn't. he goes to he goes to hug her, and he's sort of like, "Hey, you don't really look like your profile." <laughs> but he's brought a pizza, um, and then yeah. he um, he settles down with a the pizza. They have a little kind of very awkward back and forth. Um, he yeah, he tried to hug her. She sort of demurs, um, and then and then Chris Hansen comes out and says, "Oh." What are you doing here tonight? Can I have a seat? He's classic. Have but I think he's already seated. And I think he's already eating pizza. And he says, the thing have about a Jeff, slice. <laughs> have a slice. You have a slice right you there. You have a slice. And the thing about Jeff is that he never stops eating pizza throughout this whole interview. Nervous he's like, eater. <laughs> and like Chris Hansen, I feel like a lot of a key to Chris Hansen's success is his voice. Yeah, he's a great voice. It's a great voice. And even though and the things he's reading are disgusting, <laughs> yeah. it's still mellifluous like yes. it's just very pleasant to yes, the ear. Yes, it is. So when I come over, we'll go to your room and you'll take off all your clothes yeah. since I'm the boss. Yeah. Why did you ever call you Poppy? I don't want to say anymore. It says it says here you wanted to meet a 13-year-old girl. Is that the kind of thing you should do? And then pizza. <laughs> Jeff, what do you think? Pizza, munch, munch, munch. Yeah. I mean, I would be eating nervously had I been caught. <laughs> You're a nervous eater. I'm a nervous eater. I'm nervous right now. I drank all my drinks in front of me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's my favorite episode. Right in. What's your favorite episode? I am. So when I was like 15, I was a babysitter. And I babysat for a family with two kids, one of which was a young boy. This is important. Who was like... Like 12, not even. He was like 10. So he was like anno- at that annoying age. But also we all had instant <laughs> messenger. So right. he would IM me when I wasn't babysitting, which wasn't weird. I was like, hey, Jesse, whatever. Right. Um, We would, you know, chat. And then one day, like his father IM'd me. <sighs> this is a guy who would like drive me home. Like he would drive me home after babysitting because that's oh, the parent. And a twist to all this is he was deaf. So we couldn't actually talk when we were near each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know sign language. Um, rude. Yeah, rude of me. I know how to sing jingle bells in sign language. It doesn't get you far. Um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> I do. But it gets you far enough. Gets you, gets you right to this podcast. Um, and so he would he instant messaged me like, hey, it's Jesse's, you know, dad or whatever. And I was like, what, you know, what's up? Like, I, you know, you're a kid. You don't know. Yeah. And like he was... V- Nothing explicitly was said, but it was sort of like, oh, Jesse has such a crush on you. Like, you know, very flirty and like kind of a gross way. And luckily, I had the wherewithal to be like, this is weird. Like, I okay. don't actually like this. Yeah. And I felt really nervous before the the time I was about supposed to babysit again, which was mm-hmm. like ultimately like more than a month after that, I remember. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, you look weird like you look scared I was like I don't want to go there and like this is why and I showed her like the messages on instant messenger because it all saves and she was like I'll be right back drove to their house I do not know what she did I never heard from them again they got divorced the parents (laughs) and my mom came back like with basically blood on her hands and she was like basically you don't ever have to go there again and she gave me like a week of pay that they handed like she got it somehow from them so my mom would do better than Chris Hansen, I think, ultimately, in <laughs> getting this job done. It was very freaky. I remember feeling so sick to my stomach 
yeah. being flirted with by like an old fucking guy. It's funny that that I know exactly the feeling that you're talking about where it just like creeps over you. This like yeah. and it's like nothing like you said nothing is explicit. No, it wasn't you know. sex. But, like, to him, I'm sure it was just wildly exciting to talk to me, which is, like, and you could feel that. I would log in. He would message me right away. Mm. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm just glad that I was already somewhat savvy and not really afraid to tell my mom stuff Mm -hmm. because I feel like a lot of teenagers, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, they're nervous. It's an adult. How old were you? I was 15. Okay. And I was just sort of like, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Though I didn't have where I mean I let it go on for at least a month. He would message me almost every day, Ugh. and I was like somewhat indulgent. I would say hi, you know. I would say hi, you know, like nothing yeah. crazy. Um, I'm glad my mom killed him. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine that's what happened. Never saw him again. Yeah, um, and your mom didn't have the wherewithal to make a TV show about <laughs> it. And she goes in. She goes, have a seat. She's in his house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she busts the door open. Yeah. Uh, don't fucking creep out your babysitters, you fucking pervs. I would rather watch it's a not show right. where your mom just kills people. Oh, God, me too. <laughs> it's called The Sopranos. Oh, yeah. And you have watched it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also a good show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so, so, there's all this controversy around their methods. And uh, whether or not it's um, fully legal, some of it, because some of it is entrapment. Not I was always. Say, so, isn't it? Entrapment. Okay. So, entrapment is when you, uh, y- you persuade someone to commit a crime yes. they wouldn't have otherwise. Right. So, this isn't that because they were going to do this anyway. Well, so sometimes lawyers can successfully argue yeah. that you can't you prove my client would have done this. This idea yes. in their Got head. Um, so, somewhere uh, in this, um, in the Vice uh, documentary, they have on there uh, an expert in, um, uh, like a, pe- a pedophile expert. I want to say, just quick, quick clarification. I don't know why I always feel the need to make this point, but these people aren't pedophiles. Pedophiles refers to people who are ex- uh, um, exclusively interested in prepubescent children. Uh-huh. These are hebophiles and ephebophiles. She is loves like mid- to defend these people. <laughs> it sounds like I'm defending them. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it is— Look, di- you're right. It is different. Yeah. Um, and uh, What is hebe? Hebe feel okay. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so you glad oh I god. asked what is hebe? <laughs> oh my god! So in this, uh, I read this article that's like um, that talks about uh, uh, penile plethysmography, okay. which is how they figured out the differences, like with people who are attracted to younger people, like what exactly the ed- age range is. Okay, and to do this, they put a uh, they d- did something called phallometric testing. Where they put a little lie detector ring around your penis, and then um, <laughs> the and then they measure how erect you are when you're looking at pictures of of uh, of young people. That like can't teens. work. It does. Who in this article? In that this scenario? article that's called uh, <laughs> hebophiles, hebophiles and pedophiles. Oh my. It's in the uh, American Psychiatric, or wait, I think this was in Scientific American. They're not great at coming up with titles. No, it's not a great title. (laughs) Uh, Scientists, call me up. (laughs) You need Molly will write this for you. But um, this this article on this uh, includes a sentence, in other words, the penis isn't a good liar. (laughs) 
But Thank no, you for putting it this, in other words. They uh, they've 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 rigged up these penises and they've figured out exactly like what the age ranges are for these specific terms. And they don't have So I feel like if I were rigged up to something <laughs> just speaking, you know, openly here. <laughs> Speak freely. No matter how horny I wanted to be, I don't think I could get there. But this so maybe this proves an impulse. Like, I yes. don't, you know? Yeah. LA not so. Please <laughs> chime yeah. in. I ask them every episode, but yeah. we need you. <laughs> yeah. um, but right? I- Hi, yeah, no, yeah, listeners. This is Dr. Shiloh from LA Not So Confidential. And yes, I have a lot of thoughts on To Catch a Predator. Great topic. As a true crime fan and a person who also worked with sex offenders for 10 years, I love it. Um, and it is very satisfying and entertaining to see these guys have to face the music right away. I think a couple of things that I keep in mind is that these men have not been convicted yet. Um, although computer evidence is very damning and there's a really high conviction rate with these individuals. So it um, looks really bad for them. But the therapist in me wants to keep in mind that this just increases the shame that surrounds individuals who commit sex offenses and puts them at higher risk for suicidality and can be a therapeutic issue. I know for most people, they don't care, um, but it is an issue that we have to think about if we want to see them convicted. I think we love this show because we want to know who these people are, and I just want to make a note that... For heterosexual men, it's actually natural and normal to be sexually attracted to post-pubescent girls. So that means if they're past puberty and development, around the ages 13 to 17 nowadays for women, it's actually completely normal. If we were to test a group of men, and there's lots of ways to test sexual arousal and interest, I'll leave that for maybe a later time, Um, but the majority, if not Every man would be attracted to a teenage girl. You just can't act out on it. These guys on To Catch a Predator are what we call solicitation offenders, which means they're essentially using the internet to solicit, to meet up with teen girls in person. And they tend to focus on victims in the age ranges of 13 to 15. So they're not going real young, obviously, and logistically that probably wouldn't work. But it is quite disturbing when they do get caught. We learned that they have documented uh, contact offenses, which is actually acting out. About 4 to 5% have documented, but about a third of them report that they have done a sexual assault in the past. So that's not even what is being caught. And then also we find that a lot of them end up having child sexual abuse images on their computers when they get caught. So about 20 to 40%, depending on what study you look at. Mental health-wise, it's always interesting to know what's going on with solicitation offenders. And usually we find that about half of them suffer from a major mental health disorder. So something like adjustment disorder or substance abuse disorder. And then about half of them also have a personality disorder. So the most common that we find is narcissistic personality disorder and avoidant personality disorder, which makes sense. It either makes them really brave to go meet people or they typically are avoiding other people in their lives and might be quite socially isolated. And therefore, these victims seem like easy people to go meet up and have sex with. We find that about 10% of them can also be diagnosed with some sort of paraphilia or unusual sexual attraction. 
and that varies. It doesn't just focus in one specific area. Hope this helps. Thanks, guys. Bye. I mean, I don't think I could get hard under such pressure. You don't have a penis. Molly, you don't know what I have in my pants. That's not <laughs> <do>. right. <laughs> um, That's not right of you. Yeah, I don't. Um, I think that, yeah, just. You pe- know what I'm saying. I just think that you're wrong. <laughs> I know what you're saying, and I'm telling you that you're wrong. Okay. I'll take um, it. Yeah, listen, scientists say that penises aren't good liars, and I think pe- science, I think sci- penis science is. <laughs> yeah, I've been lied to by a lot of penises, honey. <laughs> Disgusting. So, okay. So, you're imagining back. a talking penis the way I am. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> There's um, with little googly eyes. Yes, on. of yes. course. So, um, so it got canceled. The show to catch a predator. The initial run, right? Because of there was this big incident that brought up all these things of like, should this be entertainment? So, okay, what happened was November fifth, two thousand and six, a Texas prosecutor named Louis Co- uh, Conrad, Conrad Conrad, C O N R A D T. Uh, he had been talking uh, to a decoy, posing as a 13-year-old boy. Uh, the 13-year-old said – or the supposed 13-year-old said, come over to this house, which was going to be the usual to catch a predator uh-huh. sting house. Uh, but uh, Lewis, who actually went by Bill, Bill wouldn't go. He wouldn't go. He said He was like, no, I'm good here. And or he kept putting it off, and he kept saying like, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not ready to go over there." Oh. So instead, the Dateline crew and the police went to his house. So and he's a uh, prosecutor. Yeah. Oh. So when he refused to come to the door, <clears throat> the police forced their way in, and then they, uh, and then he shot himself. Bill oh. Shot himself. Yeah. So when they searched his home, police did find child pornography. Sure. After that, there was sort of this uh, question of, like, would he have shot himself? So his sister sued NBC for $109 uh, million oh they, in a wrongful death suit, and they eventually settled out of court. Now, there's some argument whether or not he had seen the cameras, but I believe part of her argument was um, was that if he that was part of why he shot himself. Was, was that he didn't want to be on television? Yes. That wow, he had served, as a, like, exposed in that yeah, way. Yeah, and he had served like two terms as a district attorney. Like wow. he was a big deal, and he knew that like his career was going to be his reputation was over and done with. So his sister accused NBC Universal also of engaging in a pattern of racketeering activity by bribing police across the country to let Dateline film. And she said that the uh, in the lawsuit that NBC steamrolled police to arrest her brother at his home after he failed to show up to the rigged house. Wow. Yeah. That's so intense. So after that, NBC was like, let's just wrap up the stings we have going. And then it was And canceled. then we got to stop. Yeah. So I read in interviews after that that Hanson uh, admitted that that situation was not ideal. No. But he doesn't feel guilty. I think that's okay. Yeah, I think— You well, can't predict what's going to What's so what's interesting about these kind of cases is it's like when you're uh, talking about, like, is this fair? Right. Is this the right way to treat people in this situation? Right. The people involved are so unsympathetic. Yeah, no, it's it's hard to feel sympathy. They're so— But I would say, no, it's not the right way to go about things, and it is weird that we watch it. It is weird that it's we watch weird, it. It's weird, but we do. Um, yeah, and I, I like was... your theory that— People that enjoy it m- most maybe are people who have experienced something. Who want that shot. Who want that, like, yeah, exactly. Vicarious. Yep. Yeah. And then what was even worse, because this whole sting went the way that it did, uh, or maybe not 
maybe not specifically because of that, but in this sting uh-huh. it, that caught up uh, Bill, Prosecutor Bill, they also uh, caught 24 other men. And the district attorney dropped all charges. Uh, he said that in 16 of the cases, he had no jurisdiction, blah, wow. blah, blah. So some of that. But then also he said neither police nor NBC could guarantee that the chat logs were authentic, were authentic and complete. How can they uh, not? He also said the fact that somebody besides police officers were involved is what makes this case bad, said Roach. This is from an NBC Like Hanson people. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He said if professionals had been running the show, they would have done a much better job rather than being at the beck and call of outsiders. Wow. And then the mayor of that town backed uh, backed up what the district attorney was saying, saying, certainly these people should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. But the fact that this was all done for television cameras raises some questions. Whoa. So in some cases, yeah. this can really backfire. Yeah, that makes sense. I saw another one. Um, uh, uh, there's a man named Joseph Roisman. In 2011, the charges that were filed against him after being caught up in a Dateline sting were dropped. Uh, And this happened in 2006. And his attorney successfully argued that his client's online chats showed that he intended nothing more than cuddling and watching movies. And that's still uh, too much. Yeah. (laughs) But the judge uh, agreed that it was entrapment. Whoa. Yeah. This really backfires. It really backfires sometimes. So, and then that same guy, Roisman, was arrested again in 2013 for indecent exposure and attempted rape of a 50-year-old woman. <gasps> so here you have someone who clearly does have, again, he, I just saw that he was arrested, so he wasn't charged. So maybe we can't draw a conclusion. We can. But it seems like, <laughs> it seems like they, uh, they, they, are, they are failing to catch people and then they're yeah. making it so that now they're, you know, right. now it's not going to stick and now they're free to go do whatever other weird, weird thing they want to do yeah. on their mind. <laughs> so after this uh, district attorney uh, br- uh, blow up, Rolling Stone wrote an article uh, taking the perverted justice people to task. Perverted justice is the group that Chris Hansen worked with on to get a predator. Justice. Right. So they were the ones who actually set up the oh, sting. okay. So, right. So Chris Hansen is the journalist. Perverted Justice is a separate group that does, Got it. That does this, that would be doing this. They're just, and they without, needed a place to yeah. do it. So <laughs> in this Rolling Star, Stone article, I believe from 2006, the writer described them as, <clears throat> The group is an assortment of Genesis-loving fatsos from Texas, introverted copywriters from Wisconsin, and New York nightclub door girls with a dedicated core of West Coast anarchist tech geeks and gamers in their 20s and 30s. Why does everyone hate them? I know. It sounds like a fun they're, group. They're doing good work. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this article, this article was really like— um, Anti? Very anti. But what for what reason? Okay, so they make what I think is a good, valid okay. point that um, Dateline uh, pays perverted justice $100,000 per sting. Oh, that's a lot. And so the group is able to provide—so uh, basically, like, they're paying— um, I think that they're also able to, from what I understood, that that money also goes to the police department. So some oh. police departments are overwhelmed with uh, the, all this, especially in 2006. Yeah. It was uh, all this online uh, predator thing was still kind of a new thing, and it's kind of overwhelming. Right. And so, like, the money, the incentive is too much. Oh, wow. I think that's a fair point. No, I, I, I get that. Uh, like yeah, you shouldn't be able to pay people to in to 
I don't know. It's just, it's too many layers. It is. Um, so, but and then. it feels entrapmenty. Yeah. <laughs> and then the article also says, and I think this is a bad point, um, perverted Justin, what perverted Justin, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Justin. <laughs> sorry, Justin. Sorry to, sorry to Justin's everywhere. <laughs> Perverted so what perverted justice leaves in its wake are a lot of disturbed men with deep psycho- psychosexual problems whose national humiliation robs them of any real chance of reentering society. I think that's true in some cases. I think there's huh. some. I think sometimes there are people who co- who show up on the show who are uh, who seem who they say like they're addicted to meth, sure, or they're uh, or they just seem like they have really low IQs, yeah, where, or maybe they're mentally ill. Where it's like, okay, again, too many layers. Like there's too much I going agree. on to like say that this is cut and dry. Some in some cases though, where there's like a teacher, like yeah. they caught a guy who was like a very clean cut, very normal looking teacher who a was teacher married and kids. had kids. With that, it's sort of like, well, this is sort of like a good public service because we would never have known that this guy was like this without Chris Hansen's uh, good good work. (laughs) But then some of them, it's like... Yeah, you've just you've taken a problem that exists and you've made it uh you've a made it sort of worse out of it. and you made it a yeah. spectacle and maybe this is an entertainment. Is this is maybe a dumb question. Are any of these philias he pedo and otherwise <laughs> um are they mental illnesses considered? Oh, that is such a good question and one that I don't have the answer to. Uh guys, chime in. <laughs> I'll google it later. But that just made me like I, I don't that, like the idea of exploiting obviously anything. From what I read and I could be totally wrong, I think that it there it, it's a candidate for being Got included it. as a mental illness, but whether it is or not. Got it. Okay. But maybe that's just pedophilia because the thing about being attracted to people who are like 16, like that's not really a mental illness. You're just a creep. Yeah. I agree. You know? But pedophilia makes me think. Right. Maybe something's really that's a, wrong there. That's a disorder. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know if hebophilia and if hebophilia make, the, make the cut. I did read uh, an interview where with Chris Hansen where he sort of uh, – he makes this point as well where um, he says, people always say these guys should be thrown away. And I say some of them can be fixed. We have not invested in treatment for this like we have in alcoholism or heroin or cocaine. Until we deal with this uh, as a society and reduce the demand, we're going to have this problem. Interesting. So even Chris Hansen seemed to have a pretty nuanced take yeah. on like who these people were and why they have these inclinations. Yeah. I don't feel sorry for them. Oh, no. Fuck them. Yeah. But I am curious. But as a whole. But are we actually solving a problem? No. We're making it weird. So after it was canceled. We're the pervs. So after it was canceled, they came up with uh, spinoffs called To Catch an ID Thief and To Catch a Con Man. Well, that's fun. I don't remember. (laughs) No, I mean And there was such – but there was such a rabid demand for uh, people love gotcha they were like bring it yeah bring it back but they didn't care about it when it was id thieves and con men they were like bring back the curves remember cheaters people love that show oh Oh, it's like that guy no oh there is mtv cheaters but this is a different show i'm referring to Mm -hmm. maybe cheaters isn't what it's called but it was a guy that you know a woman would be like or a guy would go my wife or my husband is cheating on me and they're like let's go find them and like he would catch them on a boat, Cheating. maybe even. Yeah. One episode was on a boat. And the guy got stabbed. Oh, my God. By a, a jilted lover. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of this show called, uh, I forget what it was called, but it was like a show where um, it was, 
there was this uh, hunky Australian chef who would come to your house. Who oh, would my God. Go yeah, I remember him. He would go shopping with you, and then you'd go home, yeah. and you'd make a fancy dinner, and then you'd surprise your husband, like, look, I made dinner. Look. But the look on some of their faces when the husbands came home was <laughs> they thought they were on a show called Surprise, Your Wife's Fucking an Australian. <laughs> but, um, but it wasn't. It was just dinner. And then he got stabbed. <laughs> And the show is called It's Just Dinner. We're we're against uh, surprise TV shows of all kinds. No one should be surprised on TV. No, it's wrong. Crank Yankers, shut up. I hate shows like that. I'm Ashton Kutcher and you got punked. And you got punked. Mm. We all were punked by watching that. Yeah. The biggest punk of all. I'm Ashton Kutcher and (laughs) why don't you step on that banana peel? (laughs) It's so stupid. It's so stupid. But what was the punking? Well, this maybe is another episode. But what would he do? He'd just be like, oh, your car got to, I don't know. I yeah, oh, there was car stuff. Like your car I disappeared. Might be mixing it up with his movie, Dude, Dude Where's, where's my, my Car? car. <laughs> I also, don't know. a very fun movie. <laughs> so, um, so, so we, we started digress. This, we, he started this Kickstarter page because people were so rapidly demanding, like, bring back the perverts. And then, uh, so he started a Kickstarter and he got a ton, like I said, like $90,000. That's a lot of money. At the average, according to AP, donors contributed an average of $73. It's a lot. 73 Just to bring back the pervs? Just to bring back the perps. Perps. <laughs> and the perps. And, yeah. <laughs> So, as just like with Patreon, Kickstarter, it's like you have tiers of donations. Yeah. It's like you donate this much, you get a mug. You donate this much, you get a T-shirt. People gave all this money. You get a perv. And <laughs> if you donate the most, you get your very own perv. perv. <laughs> but no, they never got their stuff. Well, that's never not came right. through. And or we actually, would never do that to did, our Patreon. They did eventually do. They did eventually get them, but it was like two years later. <laughs> They, they get like, a mug and like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I don't remember donating. Yeah, but well, it'll say like Hanson in my sleeve. So yeah, so they they'll they'll remember what the mug is from. It would be yeah. funny if it was a blank mug. <laughs> now that's a prank show. I'm a prankster. I'm a crank yanker. Yeah. So uh, so they so after the true crime daily show after that r- ran its course after they ran out of ninety thousand yeah. dollars and they failed to send out mugs in a timely manner, <laughs> then uh, they rebooted rebooted on uh, YouTube. Yeah, uh, where we a all channel. end up. Right. So <laughs> so, but the YouTube channel has uh, has faced some struggles. <laughs> Uh, it 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 wasn't going perfectly. He Is it hired, the same setup? No. Oh. So so now it's all focused, like I said, on Onision. Oh uh, right, right, right. I think right. at first he was maybe not sure what direction he was going to take it in, but because Onision is so trendy, he it's was one like, of our, "I got it." It's one of our most listened to yeah, episodes of this season um, because it's such a trendy topic. And he love really pervs, saw success learned. from that to the point where now he's like showing up at Onision's house and knocking on the door. You don't know about this? No, I mean I knew he was interviewing the girls that yeah. you know accused. So he's interviewed, but I didn't know he was like knocking all of his accusers. He's gone to his house uh, and then there's this <laughs> Chris, really funny go on. Where Onision's 911 phone call is available to the public. Then right. He calls to complain about Chris Hansen being on it. <laughs> uh, and he's like, there's this man on my porch. He's an, he's an internet troll. He's harassing me. And then the operator, who must know what's going on, says, do you know his name? And then there's a pause. And then Onision goes, it's Chris Hansen. <laughs> and it's like. It's Chris Hansen. And if, I, yeah. Is he a household name? Yeah. Hmm. 
Isn't he? No. I okay. I was going. I made this whole episode going off the assumption that. I mean, we certainly know. But again, those pervs didn't know. So it's like maybe no one knows. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Sorry to blow it all up, but (laughs) okay. You know what? Cut the mics. This, this is episode's pointless. done. <laughs> yeah. So he's having success because he's gotten involved in this very trendy hot topic. Right. But he has had some personnel issues uh, uh-huh. with the people he's hired to help run his show. Uh, one of my favorite YouTubers, Gus Johnson, made a very funny video talking about making fun of. He was like, hey, I'm a big Chris Hansen fan. But oh, let me we make watched fun this of together. The initial, uh, the initial attempts at his YouTube channel. Yeah. And he's pointing out some basic stuff like, hey, don't upload things that you don't have a copyright to. Yeah. Uh, don't, um, don't you, like he was making, he used, he uploaded a family guy clip that was like, making fun of To Catch a Predator. And it's like, hey, you really don't own the rights no, to that. No, you can't do that. And just giving like really basic, like, hey, fill out the description section, like link yeah. to social media, just like really basic social media advice. And then uh, Chris Hansen blocked Gus Johnson. Couldn't take it. Couldn't take the heat. And then Chris Hansen, like, wrote on a comment to Gus Johnson, like, uh, thanks, we can deal with this in-house. Like, very snide. Very, then like, unable it. to handle criticism. Yeah. The person that he hired uh, to deal with his web production is a man named Vincent Nakotra, who I don't know anything about. He doesn't have a lot of information uh, about him online. Supposedly, he's a web producer, and he's engaged in a lot of chicanery where he's gone around copy striking other YouTube channels Uh that are just talking about Chris Hansen or using clips from Chris Hansen's new show. But here's the thing. You're allowed to do that. Right. Because it's transformative. It's not a copyright violation. If you're critiquing something right. that is covered under fair use, but they're like taking down channels. Damn. Yeah, they took down this uh, channel. One of them was named Baked Salmon, and Baked Salmon was one of the ones where it was so clear cut. Like this is not. They didn't violate anything. Okay. But the, if you do uh, three strikes on a channel, it gets automatically taken down. Does it ever get reviewed by someone, or I can just go around striking whoever I want? It must so be reviewed. The deal is that if you uh, want to get it, if you want to get these taken off, you uh-huh. have to give, you have to uh, show YouTube that you plan to pursue it in court, which oh, involves wow. giving up your address and your full name. So the fear is wow. how this works is that people are usually afraid of being doxxed, and so they Got don't want to take that step got it so that's uh, and he has doxxed a couple people he has put people's full names oh, in his God. In tweets and vincent has this bad bad habit of he'll tweet things that people don't like where he made fun of onision saying he was on a short bus which people didn't oh, like because yeah. they're like why would you bring up short bus why do you have to bring yeah. short buses he's already bus? awful yeah and um, and he'll say like, oh no, I was drunk at a party and my family took my phone and they did made that tweet. Family. You don't <laughs> that that uh, that you all don't like. And then your family's he'll say, weird. Uh, he'll he'll make a post that's obviously him, and he's uh-huh. like, I'm a hacker and I'm hacking Vincent Nakotra. He poked the wrong bear. And then Vince will say, now it's me again, and I'm real. And <laughs> that guy poked the wrong bear. And it's like, why would both of these people use that expression? Stop so touching it's just bears. Confused, and then he'll like show up in the live streams where he's uh, where Chris Hansen is interviewing these women who are talking about uh, abuse that they en- right. endured uh, from Onision, and he's just eating popcorn. He's just stuffing he his old? face. He's older, yeah. yeah. He's a boomer. He's a classic boomer. Huh. He's a ripe, plump boomer, <laughs> ready to be. 
plucked. Ready to be plucked. <laughs> and then he, he said he built an alter. It was basically an alternative streaming platform to YouTube called ProStreams. And he was charging kind of a lot of money for people to get on it. And then uh, some clever, uh, cl- clever millennials pointed out that it was actually a free script that he was using from GitHub. Yeah, so it wasn't his website at all. It was just like oh copy my and God. paste. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't his, not his website. It wasn't his um, thoughts. Thoughts, <laughs> yeah. It was, frankly, a copyright. <laughs> it wasn't a copyright violation, but it was just like trying to pass off something That's free so weird. as your own. So this is just a small sample of everything he's done wrong. We don't have to. We don't have time to get into everything. <laughs> they were also charging exorbitant amounts to be on. Um, to be a member of the Chris Hansen website. And there was some question there if people were, like, getting their money's worth. Finally, in January, Chris uh, finally fired Vincent. He's like, oh, I'm going to review what what Vincent has been up to, and uh, I don't love it. So Nicotra, Vincent Nicotra hijacked the Hansen versus Predator website because he was managing the website. And he changed it to have a picture of Chris Hansen's mugshot. Ah, uh, yeah. So in January 2019, Chris Hansen was arrested uh, for cutting for writing a bad check to a vendor for mm-hmm. mugs. It all for comes mu- back to mugs. It all comes back to mugs. So- See what you all did by wanting <laughs> mugs from him. <laughs> so those charges were later dropped. Yeah. So it wasn't so it's it looks bad when you see a mugshot. You have to remember it's like mugshots can sometimes be meaningless. They're a dime a dozen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he did a similar thing to the Facebook page. I saw a screenshot where he was pretending to be he loves to He's, he's not okay. He loves to pretend. And he was, uh, he was he pretending to be Chris, and he was like, Epstein was my friend, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so we did all this stuff on Facebook, and I actually meant to check. I When I went to the Hanson versus Predator um, website, it said it was being relaunched today. Wait, really? The day that we're recording, yeah. They knew. Yeah, okay, hold on. I want to look at – no, it's, I don't see it. Okay, I'll have to look into that later. He didn't make a great hiring decision. And also, his lawyer, who also appears on YouTube, Chris Hansen's uh, lawyer on YouTube, not just his YouTube lawyer, his real-life lawyer (laughs) who appears on YouTube, uh, his name is Mike Morse, and he's had five allegations of sexual assault. Now, I don't think any of those charges have come to anything. I know that some have been dropped, but five is too many. Five is certainly too many. Also, he was a personal injury attorney, and he was uh, accused of, um, uh, in 2017, uh, an imprisoned doctor who, so snitch, take it with a word, a grain of salt, Uh um, who once uh, ran a Madison Heights-based MRI center, swore in an affidavit that Moore, starting in 2009, pressured him to alter or overread MRI test results to make them look more abnormal and boost the value of his law firm's cases. Damn. Yeah. That's not right. Yeah. I think that um, he, I don't know, Chris Hansen, it's like, he has such a fandom because people really think, like, he's really, his heart's in such a good place. Right. Like, he's the only guy. He's the guy <laughs> for the job. People have it in their heads from, like, reading the forums and, like, the fan pages. People really think, like, he's the only, he's the only guy for the job. How? I don't know. It's just. Uh, he's definitely one guy. Yeah, he's <laughs> for one For one job. He's one guy for one job. But it's not necessarily 
I don't know. It's just it's sort of uh, I've realized from looking into it that he sort of created this theater around it that people think uh, is really productive. And it's really just a show. It's just a fucking show. It's all for that's not to say like a lot of people. We've only talked about the people who didn't get away. Right. There were there were plenty of people who have been arrested because of credit where credit is due. I love that he has helped arrest a lot of pervs. But should we be watching it? The guy with the pizza. Yeah. He went to jail for, I think, a year. But I think he's out now. According to Reddit. Free to eat pizza. Free to eat pizza. Coming to a Domino's near you. (laughs) So the next time you see a man eating pizza. Just know. Slap it out of his hands just to be sure. fucking perv. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got to say. (laughs) Do you have anything else? Oh, God, no. Okay. This was too much. Yeah. Emotionally. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that we said it. We had to. And now we don't have to ever again. Mm-hmm. Unless you want us to. I'm talking <laughs> to our audience. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about this as much as you guys want. Or not at all. And if you <laughs> haven't gotten your mugs yet, they're on their way. They're on their way. And no, <laughs> and they won't blank. say yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> They'll be blank. And they would cost $19,000. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> Sponsored by perverted Justins everywhere. That's a little curl. I'm trying to lure evil into my world. I tell them that I'm curious and I'm only 12. Mom and dad are gone for the day. I'm by myself. <laughs> Buckets I throw up are next to my computer. Hoping that they show up. Because what I'm about to do to them would make the devil sick. I sharpen my blade. Front to this perm like I'm only in the seventh grade. The doorbell rings. I gotta get them inside. In my best little girl's voice, I'm like, Hi, come on in. I'm putting on my and when the door shuts, that's when I let them see me. Hi there. <laughs> I stab them in the neck first. 